Lock on transporters. Beam us up. Scotty. If everything goes according to plan, come beam us up. Captain, beam me up. Hello and welcome to Pod Me Up Scotty, a podcast where we rewatch all of Star Trek in chronological order. I'm Andrea and I'm Ashin. Today we're discussing Enterprise Season 2, Episodes 5 and 6, starting with A Night in Sick Bay. After previously offending the Cretacens, Enterprise attempts to make a better second impression only to offend the alien race once again. Overall thoughts. I am now fully aboard. No, don't say it. (laughs) No, this, my, no, my first note is disgusting. I hated this with my whole being. Yeah, no, I I did not like this episode. a pointless episode. Oh my lord. There's no point to this episode other than to, to be like, here, I'm going to wrap some Trip and Archer drama in your face. That doesn't exist. They made it up. Archer and Paul. Yeah. What did I say? You said Trip and Archer. <laughs> Listen, that is it. even that is better. Even that is better than Paul and Archer. <laughs> that is a better ship. Yeah. They have better chemistry. Yeah, they know each other. I was really disappointed with this episode, not just because of its content, because I was I was genuinely excited about this episode because the title, A Night in Sick Bay, had me thinking this was a bottle episode, and I love a bottle episode. This was not a bottle episode, and this was a terrible episode. What's a bottle episode? Oh, a bottle episode, you know, when the characters are trapped in one environment for the whole oh, episode. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I I didn't enjoy this episode at all. I mean, I should have, because this is an episode in which T'Pol is right on every single occasion. Yeah. But it's really weird because just the episode kind of focuses just on how much Archer is wrong and being a complete fucking dickhead, and also how Flox is a terrible psychologist. But we knew that. He's not a good psychologist. Where where did we know that from? Well, in in season one, there were times where we talked about how tactless he was. I don't remember. I remember something that you don't? Oh, yes, when he was suggesting Hoshi that you should just go home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot, yeah. Like, there's ways he communicated in general that were like, you're a doctor? (laughs) Yeah, he basically said to Hoshi, have you thought about going back to teaching? Maybe you should just teach instead of be out here. Have you thought (laughs) not to be here? So I think it was just plot convenient for this episode that he was a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Because he's not really... Or maybe he's great with his own species, but human psychology is different. Clearly very bad at reading human psychology. Or not necessarily that he's bad at it. It's just I disagree vehemently with the the psychological problem that he's diagnosing. Yeah. I think the writers are giving Archer that problem, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I understand that after a long period of time with no physical or sexual intercourse, a person can be frustrated and that can affect how they behave. I understand that in theory. However, I'm not sure, and please, if there's any psychologist, sexologist, psychiatrist in the chat, just let us know. But I'm not sure how much it affects, like, how desperate can you be to act a fool, like Archer does in this episode. Like, I think he's just being emotional because of his dog, which I understand. I went fucking crazy when I thought my cat was missing. I think that would have been a much more normal decision if the writers decided to go like, his dog is sick and he's lost his shit. Because I've been there, every single pet owner has been there, and I think that is a normal emotional response. But to be like, aren't you worried about your dog or aren't you just horny? The disrespect! Yeah. And also to try to enforce a relationship with a subordinate when she doesn't want it. Everything that we were talking about in season one, being like, they're forcing this, they're trying this. We thought we were done. But alas, I was mistaken. Sorely mistaken. I hated this. Yeah. I, I, yeah, no, I, I did hate it. I did hate it. <laughs> so this is a contender <laughs> for worst episode. I, I mean, that's quite a long pause, because I was thinking, did I dislike this more than Carbon Creek? I think it's very close. I don't know yet. Maybe you have to rewatch them. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> going back to the dog thing, though, I do agree. I do get his caring for his dog, and I was upset that Porthos was sick as well. But to the point where you're just being completely illogical and blaming others for your own mistakes what are you doing bringing the dog but i think that would have been such an interesting if if done correctly i think that would have been a very interesting episode because obviously i agree that it was his fault to bring a dog on a first time visit to another uh, country (laughs) planet where you've already offended them why are you bringing a dog Anyway, so I agree. Not a great choice. And Paul even makes that point as well. You shouldn't have brought your dog on a diplomatic mission, especially considering we had previously offended the Catastrophe. Right. Like, don't bring a dog into a diplomatic excursion. I'm pretty sure you could have gone down, and if it was okay and everything went fine, you can ask to go down and give Porthos some fresh air. So, okay, that aside... I think it would have been very interesting to see the guilt translate into frustration, but not directed at other people. Because at the end of the day, like, for me, when that thing happened with with V that I thought she was missing, I blame myself. But I don't think I was rude to you when I was crying to you about it. I was feeling shit because I thought that I had caused it and that it was my fault. I can only imagine the same thought process happens to everybody who goes through something like, like, if it was avoidable, you're going to feel guilty. And I think that that, in theory, was a great episode to explore that guilt and maybe come to peace with it. Like, 
it happened. I'm gonna get better, and you can see maybe some flashbacks to baby Porthos. Like, this could have been a Porthos episode. Could have been all cute and made us all cry and sob our eyes out. But no, it was about sex frustration and to Paul being right. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with the Paul being right, but at what cost? Yeah. So I think it could have been a very good episode, but it was a terrible episode. It was a really bad episode. And what really annoyed me as well about it is that Archer is just a really bad dog owner. I'm sorry, he shouldn't have a dog. Hoshi should have Porthos. Hoshi would obviously be a much better owner than Porthos. Like, the dog, Porthos, is literally dying in sickbay from an autoimmune disease. And Archer is saying, ah, oh, if the doctor wasn't here, I would be giving you cheese, which I know is bad for you. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I just, I don't understand. You I don't know, we've discussed this before. too much on the cheese thing. Andrea, cheese is bad for dogs. Don't give your dogs cheese. It's literally bad for them. It's poison. Right. So why are you poisoning this thing that you claim to love? Listen, I'm not going to argue because my dogs have eaten tons of cheese and they're fine. Yeah, I, I hated Archer in this episode. And I don't even think he gets to blame his blue balls, to be honest. Um, he's just being a dick. But it's not even like we've been seeing any other issues. They just made it up for this episode. That's the worst part. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Like, oh, you're sad because of your dog or are you just horny? Are you needy? Do you need sex? Does he not masturbate? Flux jumps to that conclusion based on one tiny remark where Archer is giving out about what T'Pol said. T'Pol thinks I care more about my dog than my ship. Isn't that delightful? What does T'Pol's opinion concern you? He's my science officer, my second in command. She should know more than anyone aboard how dedicated I am to this mission, to every member of my crew. Yeah, which... I understand his logic. It's like, oh, she's my second in command. So he holds what she says in high regard. I think that's normal. I think that's okay. Yeah. Also, I think a better route to go would be, oh, he's not actually angry at what T'Pol said because he's fucking horny for T'Pol. He's angry at what T'Pol said because deep down he knows T'Pol is right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. It's just, it was just so frustrating. Yeah, I don't know, we could, like, the Cretacens are clearly a really interesting species in that they have these really specific rules about how to behave properly. And you could have had done a really good episode about that. Yeah. But they didn't. They did a really bad episode about a dog pissing on a tree. Yeah. That could have been avoided if he didn't bring Porthos down. And spoiler alert, the next episode also happens to be in another country or continent, planet, <laughs> in another planet. Um, I don't have ADHD, I'm just a normal girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in another planet. Maybe once tensions were good and done, Porthos could have gone down and pissed on the floor. I don't know, call me crazy. Or maybe, maybe... Don't have a, maybe, a dog on a starship. Concerned, yeah, if you're concerned about your dog not getting fresh air and exercise, maybe don't bring him on a spaceship. Yeah. Where does Porthos ship? I thought about that in this episode. I think he may have a room with, like, fake grass or, like, he shits in a litter box or something like that. 
I think another thing that annoyed me about this episode, and it, it may have helped get me slightly more on side, if the fake Porthos had What's been good? slightly more <laughs> believable and not just the stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah. Or they could have changed how he was laying down. Pose. From scene to scene, they could have been like, okay, well now he's on his side. Listen, it wasn't a good episode. I do think there was a good moment whenever the bat was flying around mm-hmm. and they a, a piece off job of catching him or it, her or it. Terrible. What are you doing? And they do that absolutely terrible slapstick guy where Archer knocks over the jar that Clearly, you should be able to see that you're going to knock over the jar. You've got the pole behind the jar. If you move the pole, you're going to knock the jar. Right. When he knocks the jar and it falls onto flops, and he's like, is that poisonous? And the first thing that Flox does is, nah, it'll be fine. That was hilarious. I think he knows. Yeah, but it's just something I would do. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I'll I'll be fine. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I interrupted the moment, the good moment. It was that him licking the thing. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was Hoshi catching the bat. I mean, no, because she's superior in any way. So yeah, that whole sequence of Archer trying to sleep in sick bay also just really annoyed me. It stressed me out. That trope of someone trying to sleep and can't get to sleep only works if there's no alternative place for them to sleep. Right. Archer, just go back to your own fucking cabin. If you can't sleep, just go back to your own... Which he does in the end. But that would mean that he's logical and he's really not. I just don't like it. I just don't like this episode. It's all bad. It stressed me out. I was thinking about it and I was like, this episode is stressing me out. I was ready for it to be done. We did learn something, though, from this episode. Even though the the episode immediately contradicts what we learned. We've been asking for a few episodes what Archer is good at and trained at. And in the first few minutes, Tripp mentioned... We are a trained diplomat. Is he? I would like to see that. (laughs) I think I would be a better diplomat. And I am a bad diplomat. (laughs) I'm not good at conceding when I don't think I should. I would be a great critassin. Even if they'd had some scene before they went down of someone suggesting to Archer, maybe you shouldn't bring the dog. And then we can see his frustration or that he's in a bad mood and he was adamant and just brought the dog anyway. Maybe that would be something. But it didn't even give us that. And I just don't understand why he brought it up. Because he's stubborn and he wanted to. And he was blaming he was blaming them and he was when he was trying to explain it to, to Paul, this really annoyed me as well, when they were on the conveyor belt and he was obviously being a toxic masculine dickhead and trying to compete with her on the conveyor belt. Or not conveyor belt, treadmill. Yeah. Um and he says to her I really thought you were beginning to understand something about human feelings. 
This is not a human feeling, Archer. This is you just being a This dick. episode is just the writers trying to make us root for him while at the same time making him unbearable, wrong, annoying, and a little bitch. But the writers are on his side on this. So it's really annoying because it's like, what are you doing? He's wrong. I have a question for you, though, about the Treparcher situation. Because at the end of this episode, there's the scene with Archer and T'Pol in his cabin. And T'Pol is very subtly not addressing the feelings that Archer may have. Then it's good that you're my superior officer. That we are not in a position to allow ourselves to become attracted to one another. Hypothetically, if we were, the friction that you speak of could be much more problematic. Did you get the impression that the writers were trying to suggest to Paul might reciprocate those feelings? That's the feeling that I get, but I think I listen. Part of me just wants this to be over, so part of me also wants. This to be like, it's not gonna happen. Stop asking. I mean, yeah, because we we know it's not gonna happen, right? You know, we both agreed on this before we started recording, and you confirmed it for me. We know it's not gonna happen. I can't wait to see when they do that massive U turn that they're gonna have to do. I listen. Okay, so because I binge watched it. Did you, did you it... not remember this, Andrea? Uh actually, no. <laughs> Like you I've, didn't remember okay, so episodes of frustration speak, when they were trying speak, to ship. Let me speak. I remember that they tried to shove it down our throats. I I remember that. I just I didn't remember this particular episode. Okay. And also because I binge watched it every time that I've watched it, I don't know the timeline because everything is together for me. So it's just surprising that it's taking them so long to go into trip. And to Paul, because give me my babies. <laughs> what do I have to do to get them? It's just, oh my God, I want them. Give them to me. Stop with this Archer thing. So I don't remember when that happens. I don't know. Will it be this season? I don't know. I'm frustrated. I'm at the point where I'm just going to Except that it won't be until like the last season, and I'm just going to set my expectations really low. I remember many things. I don't think it would be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be waiting until last season. I also just wanted on on the Porthos thing. Yeah. Look, I love Porthos. I'm not going to lie. It did get to a point where I was so annoyed with Archer, I actually wouldn't have minded if Porthos had died just to spite him. But. That's not how transplants work. No. You don't kill something or someone I mean, because they have an organ that you need. No, but a pituitary gland is kind of important. Yeah, but... Like, it's not donating a kidney. No, I know. I just felt sorry for the lizard. They just killed this lizard. Especially because Phlox mentioned the lizard is actually of use. Yeah. Orthos isn't of use. But he's a dog. Also, 
as we've discussed before, you can cure cancer. <laughs> yeah. You have a protein sequelizer, so I know it's not like technology isn't as advanced, but can we not just make a fake pituitary gland, maybe, somehow? I don't know. No, we had to kill the lizard. It felt very unflox like I think Flox didn't want to kill the... Li- like, I think Flox was like, I'll do it because it's the captain's dog. If he was any other dog, fuck off. It upset me. My last point is, absolutely should not exist. Do you agree? Yeah. Is this... I really hope... Uh, unless it's Trip, I really hope this is our last sexy dream about Flox. I don't remember, but I'm not denying. Which is the worst... Sexy dream about fall. Anything with Reed in it. Stinky. Yeah, I don't know if that's worse. Than... It's ruined the word for me. I used to call my cat Stinky all the time. And now every time I do it, he comes to my head. It ruined the word. <laughs> never been mentioned since. No. Why? Why bother? Paul has literally never called any human being Stinky outside of Reed's dream. And it still ruined the word for me. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think they're bad for different reasons. Because Stinky was just, what are you doing? Why is this happening? But this has the power imbalance. This has the... Archers was a full-on sex dream. Right. No, but like, they're so wrong. Like, stop sexualizing her. Stop it. I'm glad they're doing it with Tapol and not Hoshi. Because Tapol, at least, is a mature woman. It's an adult woman. She's of age in her planet as well. I was going to say in Vulcan, because I don't think there can be much difference in age between the actresses. I'm going to look it up. Okay, you do that. So, Hoshi, the actress, is now 45. Yeah. And Jolene Blala, plays Tapol, is... 48. Oh. Scott Bakula. Do you know how old Scott Bakula is? Do you want to guess how old Scott Bakula is? The age difference? Is it 10 years? More. Because you said Tapol's actress was 48. Well, is 48 now. So I'm thinking 60. So 12 years. Nope. More? Yeah. Uh... Um, I don't know. Surprise me. He's 68. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's 23 years older than Hoshi and 20 years older than Paul. I'm disgusted. That's a whole human person Mm -hmm. between them. 20 years. That's a person in university. He was in university when she was born. That is disgusting. And we're also pretty much exactly 20 years from this show airing. So he would have been 47, 48. And she was 27, 28. Which she does look young. And I thought that he looked older. I didn't stop to think what the age difference was. It makes sense for his character to be 40-something because he's the captain of a starship. Like, I get it. Yeah, he's captain. But stop. Stop fucking. No, no, that's that's the problem, Andrea. He stopped fucking. 
<laughs> he needs to he needs to go back to fucking <laughs> yeah go back to fucking someone of your own age anyway i think we i think it's time we move on we've been at it at this 36 minutes and i just i'm grossed out i'm grossed out there's just two more notes that i just want to read out from this episode. quick 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 Okay, okay. Quick, 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 quick. The first is, no, stop shipping. And the other one is, no, 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 no. Yes, correct. <laughs> I agree on both of them. I agree. Yes. Now, on to Marauders. Enterprise visits a colony with a deuterium trading post. But the people seem to be pretty unwilling to trade. Are they hiding something? Uh, I hate this one. And I... <laughs> I hate it so much that the moment the episode started, I remember all of it. Wow. This was the first episode that upon starting it, I was like, yeah, I didn't like this. Like, I remembered really? why. I remember what happened. I remember hating it. I remember being boring and unnecessary. And they could have done it so much better, but they didn't. And now we're here. Talking about it. My favorite thing. <laughs> what were your thoughts on this beautiful episode? I thought it was okay. I didn't hate it. It's fine. This trope has been done before of a town being terrorized by an evil people for their resources. I mean, the first one that came to mind is obviously A Bug's Life, but it's been done before. Oh, Magnificent Seven. that is such a great movie. It is a great movie. They could have just included that movie in place of this episode and it could have been so much better. Yeah, it could have been better. I didn't hate it. I hated the other one more than this one, but this was not good. I think it was just kind of meh. It doesn't have any impact on the overall story. It's not a particularly well done version of the story that it is. I'm glad that the kid didn't play a bigger role. I thought they were going to really focus on that relationship between Trip and the kids, and I'm glad that was kind of kept to bookend either side. My one big note from this episode, and I have it in caps, is what are they wearing? I, especially to Paul. What, 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 what to Paul has this new really white outfit? And then, again, Reed and Trip, I feel, are dressed inappropriately for the temperature. I mean, I know we've discussed long sleeves and long trousers before, that's fine. But they've got their top, like, tucked into their trousers. And I just, like, yeah, feel like you need air getting in somewhere, guys. Like, I know Archer's 48, so I can excuse him. He's an old man. Now, I'm not calling anybody out there that is over the age of 40 or 45 or 48 an old man. I am calling him an old man because he's an old man. And why, why are you going to a, a person that is 20 years younger than you? First extremes do do not do that. Thankfully, this reverts back to the classic Star Trek of completely ignoring everything that happened in the previous episode. Yeah. I think we should just unless it's acknowledged elsewhere, I think we should just assume that a night in sick bay was all just a dream. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Also, it's gonna be awkward, right? If I started having sex dreams with a coworker below me in rank, and then that person and my best friend got together, that would be very awkward. 
would you tell the person? No. Oh, yeah, by the way, hi, hi, sex being about your girlfriend. You know how your girlfriend is very hot? <laughs> I think that's the way, I think that's the way to, to go into it. <laughs> Did you know how your girlfriend is actually really, really hot? Yeah, my brain thinks that. <laughs> I mean, we discussed this in Shuttlepod 1. I really hope they do acknowledge the fact that Reed has commented to Trip about it's 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 a different season so it didn't happen but yeah more orders do you have anything else to say because that i don't have any notes (laughs) um i'm glad it was over basically i just like i should have liked this more because i grew up watching saturday reruns of the a-team and this is basically every single episode of the a-team where they go to a town and help the town or the people get rid of someone that they don't like or who's taking advantage of them. Um, but this is just a really kind of boring version of it. Because the A-Team at least did a montage at the end of them training the townsfolk. they do up like a vehicle. They'd get like a car and they'd do it up and like put like armor on it and guns on it. Um, but this was like, ah, we're just going to hide some things in the dirt. Yep. I mean, it was guerrilla style. I like that, but uh, other than that, it's just kind of pointless, in my opinion. The the thing that annoys me about this trope that's done quite often is that it's quite clear to us, the viewer, that the Klingons in this situation are offering... I know it's like, oh, if, if you don't abide by them, they're going to attack you, but it's like, they clearly have nothing to offer you except this fake protection that they're giving you of just not attacking you. Right. What's your point? I mean, I just, I just, I know they tried to fight back. I just feel like they they could have fought back sooner and better. Even though I know they already tried to, but like the seven of them. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, you got oppressed because you are, you suck. You kind of did. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, I don't want to victim blame, but like victims, uh, come on. <laughs> Um, but no, because they had to wait for the Enterprise to get there and help the help save the day. I mean, the the montage of training is also was just good. It's not a good episode, babes. It's not. It's not. Hoshi demonstrated her shooting skills, which was nice. That was very hot. We got to see Travis's muscles again, which was nice. I guess. I just, every time I see how ripped he is, I'm surprised. Wow, it's like, so um, ripped. what's his name from The Good Place? Yeah. <laughs> G- yeah, Chidi. Yeah. It's like, fuck hell, he's ripped. <laughs> I forgot his body was not that of a nerd. <laughs> also on the training montage. Can you call it a training montage? <laughs> can you? I don't know. I mean, because there is dialogue in it, so I don't. It's not set to music. I don't really think you can, but I'm going to because. Okay, yeah. For for understanding's sake, go ahead. Yeah, Chapal's dodging techniques. I mean, she basically was teaching them to dodge. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Yeah, and it, it's not even that she's giving them any particular guidance on how to. Oh, follow the movement of their arms and, no. and go the other way. It's like, no, just just move, guys. Just move. Yeah, this episode is not good. It's not good. Just uh, bad writing. Conveniently, all, all the Klingons attack in the exact same pattern that <laughs> Travis did. 
Yeah. Um, kind of all my notes on this episode. It was just a really, it was fine. I think it was an episode that if he wasn't there, we wouldn't miss it. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Um, did you want to do the awards? Well, what's the Paul right in this episode? Because she says, I agree with you, Captain. Oh yeah, no, I think she, I, I think she was right. I think they had to do something. Okay. So T'Pol was right. Yeah, because as she pointed out, the Marauders weren't, they weren't like, a, they weren't a faction of the Klingon army. They were just Klingon citizens who were just doing bad things. Marauding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it wasn't a diplomatic issue if they helped them out. Oh, just before we move on to the awards, one other okay. Go ahead. thing I wanted to say. When Archer was doing the speech about if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. I was really hoping the guy would be like, What the fuck? What's fish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so too. Or that he would have been like, What does that mean? Because he doesn't know what fish is. He doesn't know what fishing is. He does, you know, like. They're, they're in a desert. We don't see any bodies of water on no? the planet. Uh, anyway, let's do the two episodes together during the awards. Do you want to see a spin off of any character? No. I would like to see a spin-off of Porthos, where he's on Earth, living his best life. Fair. Horniest moment. No. There's plenty to choose from, but we don't like it in (laughs) any of them. There's just zero chemistry between them. I don't think think they succeed at being horny. He is horny. He is horny. He's horny. Alone. (laughs) But it's just creepy and weird. Yeah, no, we don't like it. Um, Line on a t-shirt. I don't think there was any memorable, or I I like the is it poisonous and then you can have a picture of like a tongue licking it. That would be a great design. <laughs> okay. It would be. <laughs> I don't think no. I don't think there's any. I, but I there's none that jumped out to me. No. Will this be a contender for best or worst episode? I think. A night in sick bay is a contender for worst episode, but you think... I mean, we're not going to agree on Carbon Creek, because I don't think that that is as bad as this. But we do agree that this one is a bad one. For me, this is a contender. I mean, it definitely contends with Carbon Creek, but I think Carbon Creek wins. And my logic behind that, and I know you're not going to agree, but for the listeners, I just want to explain this. I think they are both episodes that give us nothing towards any overall of Star Trek. However, A Night in Stick Bay is at least about the Enterprise characters. Right. So even if we don't like it, and even if we don't particularly learn anything, well, we do learn that Archer's a dick. It is about those characters that we have got to know over one season and a bit, whereas Carbon Creek is about non-characters who will never return again. Yeah, but the difference is that I do like Carbon Creek. And you didn't like this. And I didn't like this. Yeah. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. We said this at Carbon Creek. And you were wrong. And I was kind of wrong. In that we both said, I hope this is the lowest point of the season. <laughs> yeah. So now we have to say it again. I hope this is the lowest hope point that, of the yeah. season. <laughs> I hope so too. Is this an episode you would recommend a new person going into Star Trek? Absolutely no. Because what I want them to do is like Star Trek. We're talking about both episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think either of these would be an episode that I would recommend. I think these are both episodes that shouldn't exist, so I'm not going to recommend you go into them. 
more orders is kind of what the Enterprise does, but it's so boring. Don't do it. Don't. It's a really bad version of a standard episode. Yeah. So that's it for the episodic awards. Thank you for joining us in this week's episode. Uh, well, episodes. Hope you enjoyed them. Or not. And <laughs> we'll be back next week with the next episode. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at PotMeUpScotty and email us at PotMeUpScotty at gmail.com, especially if you are, uh, as we said, psychologist, sexologist, psychiatrist, to tell us how sex deprivation works in the mind of a 40-something-year-old man. Thank you for being here. Bye-bye. Bye. Home.